Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Bennix. A lot of talk over the last couple of days about Mike Zimmer becoming the new defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. And I saw a tweet earlier today from former Cowboys head coach Dave Campo that said, all you Cowboy fans, get ready. Zimmer wants lions, <laughs> not the lions that live in the zoo that know they are going to get fed every day, rain or shine, like a lot of players in this NFL, but the lions that live in the jungle that have to wake up ready to hunt or they don't eat. I saw that tweet from Dave Campo, and I had to text him and say, Coach, you got to come on the show. Let's talk about this. And Dave Campo uh, joining us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Coach, man, that was a fire-up tweet ready to go. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's factual. Uh, there's no question that uh, Mike, and first of all, thanks for having me on, Jason. Uh, first of all, that is Mike Zimmer. I mean, you know, he's looking for guys that are, totally committed to doing whatever it takes to win. And, you know, that's been his personality for a long time. Uh, you know, there may be a little bit of uh, change over the years, but the Mike Zimmer I remember back at Weaver State when he was the linebacker coach and I was the coordinator uh, back in 1980 and 81 is the same guy. But, and, and that's good, and I think, uh, Dave, that, that's what the Cowboys need. They need a little change of culture and, and somebody that's going to maybe be a little bit harder on them. Why do you think Mike wanted this job, especially with the situation with the Cowboys now? you got Mike McCarthy going into his final year of his contract. Uh, why do you think Zim wanted this job? Well, first of all, I think he has a lot of uh, really good history with the Cowboys, and you know, obviously he's had some problems in his family, uh, and, you know, he sat out for a while, did a little bit of consulting probably on the college level. But, you know, a coach is a coach. And until, you know, you're at the point where you don't feel like you can do this anymore, uh, you know, it's, it, it's in your blood. And, and I really think that Mike uh, feels like he can help this team win a Super Bowl. And, I think that's one of the things that you'll look at when you're going to take a job is, you know, what, who do they have? Do they have a quarterback? Do they have uh, guys that can rush the passer? Do they have guys that can cover? I think he sees all of that at the Cowboys, and I think he feels like with a little bit more uh, fire and brimstone maybe that, that he can help them win. Dave Campo joining us here on the Blitz, former Cowboys coach who had Mike Zimmer as D.C. when you were the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Coach, um, I got to ask you, because you use Lions in (laughs) your tweet today. There is a former Penn State Nittany Lion named Micah Parsons, who uh, is a hell of a football player, as we all know. The question, a lot of people wonder, can he handle hard coaching, especially when you think about things that Micah Parsons has said on his podcast last year a couple different times, seemingly throwing the coaching staff under the bus, that other teams were more prepared and had better schemes and whatnot. Coach, looking at today's player and knowing how Mike Zimmer is as a coach, will he be able to get through and coach up a guy like Micah Parsons? I think he loves the guy. Now, he's not going to back down. 
you know, uh, it, it will be a, a little bit of a transition for Micah Parsons. But when he makes statements like that, which, you know, obviously I don't condone him going, uh, you know, on uh, he probably shouldn't have a podcast. But if he feels that way, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I think the street cred that Zimmer brings in, you know, he has won a Super Bowl. You know, he's got the ring. He can walk in with the ring. So that in itself offers a little bit of respect. The guy's been a, a pretty darn good defensive coach his entire career. Uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't lose games in Minnesota based on the defense very often. So he's got street cred, and that's what respect comes from. I think there'll be a little bit of a back and forth with that. But at the same time, uh, Zim's not going to back down. And, and to be honest with you, if a guy doesn't buy in, he's not going to be there. That's interesting, and I think again, I think the culture is is important when it comes to the Cowboys, especially defensively. Dave, when you look at the Cowboys and 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 what happened, especially in that playoff game against Green Bay, what do you think this team needs, or what do you think they were lacking that they should have had or or wanted to have? Well, first of all, from a from a culture standpoint, uh, I'll just say. One thing this way, I know Dan Quinn very well. I was not in the office uh, in the in the building. Uh, I'm here in Jacksonville, so I saw a bunch of the games. I saw that game. Uh, I'm going a little bit on some hearsay, but I think the one thing about uh, Dan is he's a fine gentleman, and he's smart, and his scheme was okay, but you know uh, he was a little bit too buddy-buddy, I think, with the players, and that's part of it. You know, you can't have a lot of accountability if you don't stand a little bit above every, of the people that you're trying to uh, get to be accountable. But more so than that, when they lost uh, number 55, uh, they lost only the real linebacker that they had on that ball club. And their two inside tackles were, were not – they were pass rushers. And so they were small defense, and the teams that could run the ball on them were successful, and that's what happened in that ball game. They need to get bigger and more physical inside. One of the things I always felt about the Cowboys when I watched them, and, and you, know, we, I, you know, I do radio here in Jacksonville. I'm in the press box for the games. Uh, I saw the Cowboy game from last year. The one thing I noticed from a defense uh, standpoint was that they played the run while rushing the passer. Well, in this league, especially in the playoffs, you better control the line of scrimmage with your inside tackles. Rush the passer with the outside guys. I don't think they're big enough inside or big enough at linebacker. So some of that is not just the culture. It's the idea that they may have to do some things in the draft to give them an opportunity to be more successful. You have to stop the run in this league or you're in real trouble because the quarterbacks, if they get balance in the offense, almost all the quarterbacks are good enough to beat you. Dave Campo joining us here on the Blitz, former Cowboys head coach. Couple of things that you said there that we that we need to undress, uh, and, and let's start with personnel. There are some players on this team that you wonder will they fit with what Mike Zimmer wants to do, and with what you just said, some of those guys might not be around, not because they're not good players but they're not really a good fit. Is that something that Mike Zimmer can address in one offseason when you're looking at the Cowboys and the amount of money they'll have to spend in free agency? Is it fixable in one offseason? 
Well, first of all, again, I don't know uh, what their cap situation is. I don't know any of that stuff. But I will say this. Uh, I think they feel pretty darn good about their offense. So they're going to do some things on defense for sure. I think they, you know, again, uh, Mike McCarthy being an offensive coach, you know, I think he probably feels like he can fix everything they need to get fixed on offense. But defensively, that's why Zimmer's in there. So I think they'll be uh, okay with, with making some changes in some areas. Uh, you can't do everything. That's the one thing about the NFL. You can't do everything in one shot. So that's going to be a little bit difficult. But I will say this. The one thing I know for sure is that there will never be a ball game that, regardless of what they do, that they don't show up. That's the one thing I know for sure on defense because, you know, Mike won't stand for it. And, and you know, he's going to have to He's a pretty smart guy, and I think he knows how to put guys in a position that gives them a best chance to win. And so he's going to have to do a little bit of that because you can't take the whole group. And, and you know, they were pretty successful as a whole all the way through the season. So, you know, he's going to, he's going to have to change the culture a little bit, and they're going to have to be willing to go out and get some guys for sure. It's going to be an interesting offseason, Coach Campo, but it always is when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, as you know uh, very well. I have to ask you an offensive question because the Cowboys have Dak Prescott that they've got to do an extension with. Uh, running back situation was not as good. First and foremost, though, what are your thoughts on Dak? And do you think ultimately that he can get this Cowboys team to where they want to be? And, of course, that's the Super Bowl. Well, first of all, I don't know if you saw the interview uh, that was on the Internet by Darren Woodson. I, I'm not sure you guys saw that. But Darren came out and said, hey, you know, Dak Prescott uh, didn't, uh, you know, give up so many yards rushing, didn't do this, didn't do that. Uh, I like Dak Prescott. I, you know, for some reason, he kind of struggles at the end sometimes with, with uh, trying to do too much. But I like the guy, and uh, who are you going to get? You know, Dak Prescott is one of the better quarterbacks from game one to the end than there is in the league. And you, you just, they just don't grow on trees. You just don't go out there and find a quarterback that's, that's capable of what they did offensively this year. So my feeling is you've got a guy there. You, you may have to build stuff around him more. Uh, in, in key situations, but I, I'm paying the guy personally. I just think, you know, I went through five years, uh, actually three years as a head coach without a quarterback. I know how, how that affects you. And this kid uh, is capable with, with the right set of circumstances, a balanced attack. I think they lost something in the running game this year when they lost uh, – uh, what, what's his name? Zeke. And, 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 and so there are things that they can do to put around him to make it a little easier for him. Uh, I think you pay him. You know, and, and that's, as you can imagine, such a hot-button issue because 
as great as Dak Prescott has been in the regular season in three straight seasons of 12 wins is great, but his two and five postseason record. And you, you mentioned a minute ago, Dave Campo, you know, the, the Cowboys defense won't come out flat against, uh, uh, anybody if Mike Zimmer is the defensive coordinator. That entire team against the Packers offense defense was flat. How does that happen to an NFL team with a, a big playoff game? I mean, do you, did you were you sitting down in Jacksonville watching that saying, man, this is an entire team that's struggling dealing with the pressure of trying to win a playoff game? Yeah, I would have to say that they did not come out there uh, with the right frame of mind, starting with Lamb right off the bat. That's the first thing that stuck out to me was, you know, Lamb was it was almost like those guys uh, that were at a disconnect for some reason. One of the things I've always had a little problem with in Dallas. And, and this goes back, you know, we were very fortunate that we had a lot of leadership in the locker room that would not let that happen when we had the Michael Irvins and, the, you know, the, the Woodsons and, and Aikman and those guys, Emmett Smith. Uh, and and it, I've always felt that there was a little bit of lack of accountability because of so much adoration. You know, you look at the Cowboys – they're America's team, and they've only won two games in the playoffs. They have not won two games in the playoffs since the, the, the 1995 Super Bowl. It's almost like a Cowboy player can go, do, see, get whatever he wants. And sometimes the press clippings are red. And, you know, going into that game, playing a young quarterback, I don't think, you know, I don't think they came ready to play. And unfortunately, in this league, you better be ready to play every single game. You, be, believe me, if you're gambling in the NFL and you're making money, you, you better lay it all on the line because it's tough to do. No doubt. Dave, I've got to ask you, because Jason and I will, will uh, debate this from time to time. When it comes to NFL players, and I think you touched on it a little bit, how much does the head coach motivate these guys to play, or is it more their responsibility? Well, first of all, I think the, the, when I look at a head coach, and, and guys, you have to understand, I wasn't successful in Dallas. So anything I say, you know, it, it, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, difference there. But all I know for sure is that a head coach, number one, has to be who he is. And number two, he has to have the same message all the time. has to be consistent, consistent message. The guys that really determine how a team really shows up for a ball game are the assistant coaches, the coordinators, the, the, the secondary coach, the running back coach. They're dealing with the players directly all the time. So to me, the, the key thing for a head coach is to put the right guys in place to win, put the right staff together and win, and 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 then that and then just have the same message all the time, win or lose. Don't put added pressure when your back is against the wall. Have the same message. Here's how we need to play to win. And every game is different. And every game you have to play your best. It comes down to two or three plays during the game that are going to make a difference most of the time. Former Cowboy head coach Dave Campo joining us here on the Blitz. So much fun to. To, to catch up with you, Coach, and you mentioned you know your time as head coach uh, being what it was, and, and you didn't have a quarterback. When Dat Wynn was my co-host, I used to play a game with him. Could he name all the quarterbacks <laughs> that 
he played with. <laughs> Can you name all the quarterbacks that you had to roll through during your time as head coach? Well, I can pretty much name them from Randall Cunningham at the end of his career to Clint Sterner, Quincy Carter, Ryan Leaf, Chad Hutchison, uh, uh, Alexander, or, uh, excuse me, uh, Anthony Wright. There you go. I think that's about it. That, well, that, <laughs> I don't think anybody is. knows those guys, but Randall Cunningham. Coach, I I had to look it up. Clint Sterner is doing a hell of a job in radio down he in Houston is. now. I saw him last week oh, yeah. on, on Radio Row. And, and, and again, I mean, you look at that, but people forget, uh, I think a lot of times, you were on the staff in Dallas for a long time, better part of a decade. Are you surprised that knowing your time with Jerry – uh, through the heyday, the the 90s, and, and then obviously what was happening in the early 2000s, that the Cowboys haven't been back to a Super Bowl, let alone an NFC championship game? Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm sure that's weighing on Jerry, for sure. You know, uh, there's no question that uh, that that's surprising. Uh, and, uh, again, I think some of it is accountability. Some of it is... Uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but all I know is that I really feel when you go 12 and they, they won 12 games three years in a row, correct? Yes. Yep. Uh, when, you do, when you do that in the league, they've got the players there to get the job done from an athletic standpoint. So there's definitely something missing, whatever it is. And that's why I throw out the accountability thing of, you know, what you do in Dallas and how they're revered and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I, I wish I had the answer to that, but, but I don't. I just think that, that uh, the one thing I know for sure is bringing in a guy like Mike Zimmer, there's going to be accountability on that side of the ball. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, it's just hopefully it's enough, and, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, Dave, you've probably answered this a million times, but I haven't heard it. What was it like working for Jerry Jones? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I love Jerry. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, he never meddled in the actual coaching stuff. The personnel stuff is a different story. And I think he's changed over the years a great deal. Uh, having Will McClay there, like I said, that team has enough quality players to win. It's proven during the season. That's a long season, 17 games. To win 12 of those is a feat in itself. Now, I know everybody's not happy with not, you know, getting to the, to the final game. That's, that's the nature of the fans and, and, and the media. But uh, Jerry wants to win. He loves coaches. He loves uh, the spotlight. He loves all those things. But he is a loyal guy. And, and you, you know, just from Jason Garrett, you know, Jason was uh, did some good things, was average in a lot of ways, and he lasted a long time there. So loyalty is one of the things I really like about him. And remember, guys, he brought me back. Yep. yep. He actually said in a, uh, when the, the game that Dak Prescott came in for Tony and got hurt when Tony got hurt up at Seattle, I was in the press box. I was one of the guys that, that was – I did media there for a couple of years, and I was one of the guys that was doing the game. And he was a uh, – Jerry was a halftime guest. And he came in, and he grabbed me right on, on the TV and said, hey, this is one of the best coaches I've ever been around, 
I never got him a quarterback. So I think Jerry, that he is loyal almost to a fault. And, and to me, I think he's changed. I think he's got the right people there to, to make decisions. And I think it was a good decision to bring Zimmer in there because I think they need a, they need a little bit of a shot in the arm. And I think Zimmer's a guy that can do that. You know, and in, 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 as we circle back and end this with, with Mike Zimmer being back in there, and I'm a big Dan Quinn fan. You mentioned that he's a very close friend of yours, so I don't want it to sound like I'm I'm hammering the guy. Because I said at the right. beginning of the year, Coach, I thought this Cowboys defense could be historically great, <laughs> man, and I've been taking a lot of crap for that <laughs> that statement for about the last month. And so I'm kind of happy that Dan Quinn is the head coach in Washington because I felt like there was something missing, whether it was culture, right. as you mentioned, he's too buddy-buddy. But last week on Radio Row when we were out in Vegas, Michael Lombardi told us on this show that the problem with Dan Quinn is he's a two-pitch pitcher. Once you figure out his fastball, you got to figure it out, and that is what Green Bay did. I found it ironic yesterday in the press conference Mike McCarthy said Zimmer's got three pitches, a fastball, a change, and a curve. First time I've heard McCarthy use a, a baseball reference. Maybe he heard Lombardi on our show. But is it a combination of Zimmer will change the culture but also adapt more in-game to what opponents are doing? Well, I think that that's a good analogy. And that might even be a better analogy than my lion analogy. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I like your line because I uh, hope Micah Parsons reads that and takes it personally. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I really think that, uh, you know, I, I don't know Dan as well as I know Mike. And I will tell you one thing about Mike Zimmer. He is smart. He understands the game. He loves the game. He's a competitor. Uh, you know, I... I Listen, I, I believe that he is capable of, of throwing three pitches. And, and I think that uh, I felt that Dan Quinn was a, a kind of a, a very simple defense, and sometimes that's good because everybody knows what's going on. But I think that the one thing that hurt him uh, a little bit more was, was the fact that they were small on defense. And they wore down, like I said. So I'm not going to do him. I'm saying that there were a number of things that made a difference in how they played down the stretch. Good stuff. Dave Campo, always great catching up with an old friend, man. Appreciate the insight today. This was fantastic. That's great. Thanks, guys, for having me on. And, and believe me, you know, I, I, I really am a Jaguar fan now, but I'll always be a Cowboy. I want the Cowboys to win. I want Jerry to win a Super Bowl, and, and hopefully that will happen. Absolutely. Awesome. I think a yeah. lot of people agree with <laughs> you agree. on there. Appreciate it. And if you've ever wondered who is a fan of Jacksonville, there's one there right there. Go, His name right is there. Dave Campo. <laughs> Coach, I always appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot.